Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Once in Future Authors podcast. I'm Stephanie, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by author Debbie DeLuise, and I see she's got a little friend with her, too. Welcome, yeah. Debbie, and welcome. Is that Miney? That's Hermione. Hermione. How are you? And hi, Debbie. I see Hermione didn't want to be on the show today. That's okay. <laughs> too, but he's just listening. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I am so excited to have you on the show today. And I hear congratulations are in order. Very much. I'm very excited. I'm oh, I am beyond thrilled. Uh, Debbie was just awarded the Cat Writers Association Muse Medallion winner. I, I, I don't know what I'm more excited by, the sound of that or the actual little medal there is the cutest thing I've ever seen before. I, I haven't received it yet. I can't wait to get it. Oh. <laughs> well, I got, I got a picture of it up here since we don't have it in person yet. Does it come on a, a lanyard or a pin or how does it come? <laughs> I think it may come on both. I don't know. I know they've in the past, it's been on like a lanyard. Oh. Uh, and you had an option of how you wanted to wear it. I'm but sure with something that pretty, you're never going to take that off. That's beautiful. They tell me it's engraved on the back with my name and the award, the, the award that I won, you know, what I had Zoomed. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> what uh, happened? Did we lose something? Nope. We're still here. I don't see you. Really? Right. My screen went blank here. I'm moving it, Anthony. There's nothing here. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Can you find it? No, it's not. It's the screen is blank. I don't see you at all. What do you see? I see my personal meeting ID. That's all. Oh, I see. oh wait, here we are. I'm sorry. That's okay. It opens in a, a different window. <laughs> That's what we get for opening too many windows. I'm, I'm the same way. <laughs> So when the, when the medallion comes, it's going to be engraved and everything? Yes, it'll have uh, my name on the back and the category that I won in, which was flash fiction short story. Okay, flash fiction short story. And what story, was it for one specific story or for lots of stories? No, it was for uh, Sneaky's Christmas Mystery. There it is. Terrific. That's the story that is based on my series, my Cobble Cove Cozy Mystery series. The same characters are in the book, are in the story that are in the book. Oh, but okay. It's, it's a full-length novel. It's a story with the same, and it's a mystery. It's the same thing, but it's a little shorter, shorter than the books. Okay. And Sneaky's Summer Mystery, is that the one that just came out recently? Yes. That's the new story. 
that I that was just published. They're both available as eBooks on Amazon, and they both feature all the characters in the books. Fantastic, fantastic! I love that. Now, uh, and we can get these on Amazon. Now, tell me a little bit about the Cat Writers Association Muse Medallion. What what go? What is the criteria for this? I know you've been uh, working on this for quite some time. Yes, um, I've won a certificate. You first, in order to be eligible to win a Muse Medallion, it's a tough contest. And I've been a judge. All the professional members can be judges. But oh. you judge, you can't judge your own category. So if you've entered in a certain category, you can't judge that category. Oh, okay. You know, I instead of judging short stories, I would judge maybe videos or, you know, or, or art but I couldn't judge another writing category. Uh, so the, the entrance to the Muse Medallion would have received the Certificate of Excellence. Now I've received them in the past, but I've never won the Muse Medallion because what happens is that uh, you, the, there are three judges for each category. So they, you have to earn, there are different scoring criteria. You have to earn at least a 90 from each of the three judges, I think this is correct, or maybe 90 as an average between the three judges. But in either case, if you earn that uh, amount, you would be eligible for the Certificate of Excellence, which is beautiful. I think I showed it to you last time. I had the, um, yes. the frame. Um, it's really lovely. Once you, re you receive that, this year I received three of them. Wow. I received the one for Sneaky's uh, Christmas Mystery. I received one for my blog, Sneaky the Library Cat's blog. And I received one for a short article in Pet Sip Magazine about uh, keeping pets, indoor pets safe uh, from household hazards. So I received three. Now, some uh, people are very prolific and they enter a lot, they, they've written so much and some categories have more entrants than others. Like some, some of the article categories have dozens of people who win the certificates of excellence. Wow. But usually only one or two people. If there's a tie, two people win the muse. Uh, but, and there are some categories nobody enters. There are so many categories, a lot of categories, papers. There, look, like I said, there are so many categories. But anyway, once you're notified that you've won a certificate of excellence and you know you, you receive it, uh, you would be eligible for the medallion. But then they have to say, you know, of the people who have won the medallion, the certificates in a particular category, the one with the highest score will win the medallion. And like I said, if there's a tie, then each wins the medallion. But I've got to tell you, there are so many talented people in this organization that I'm, I was very impressed. It's very hard for me as a judge to grade these because they are wonderful and they're all great. And remember, every entry has been published. So these people have already ha you know, been recognized by having their work published. So when they receive the Certificate of Excellence, that's like a step above that where they've already been published and they receive recognition for that. But then by the, what's wonderful about this Muse Award is it's the highest award that can be given from the cat writers. So it's really an honor and I was very thrilled to receive it this year. Oh, that's fantastic. I know I was so excited when I heard the news and just in time for our meeting too.
<laughs> that was perfect, perfect timing. That it was just in time for our meeting. Now, um, I must ask, is Sneaky um, a cat of yours or a fictional cat? He is fictional, but he was based on my Siamese cat, Oliver, mm -hmm. uh, who passed away a few years ago. Uh, but of course, he's in the book, in the books, in the series, and the stories. Right. He's a cat. You know, I, Oliver was a senior cat. Uh, when, I, when I took him, he actually was raised by my mother, and then I took him when she became too ill to take care of him. She had suffered from dementia and so on, and she uh, could no longer care for him. But I had him for five years. He lived to um, 17. Wow. Yeah, he ended up with kidney disease when he turned 15. For two years, he suffered from kidney disease. And, uh, you know, it was his time. But I do base Sneaky on him, but just, you know, it, it, it's just loosely based on, on him because okay. he was Siamese. I always wanted to ask you that. If, you're, if, uh, if the cats in the stories were your actual pets, because, I mean, I have two cats. And, and believe me, they could star in a, in a movie series or a book series. They've got personalities. <laughs> all cats all have personalities. That's true. <laughs> and Stripey have all been in some of my works. They have actually appeared in them. But the, the main character, Sneaky, in my series is, was Oliver. Oh, well, I'm so delighted that Oliver gets to live on. And 17, not, not bad at all. <laughs> We'd had them longer, but of you course. How short along you have them? Absolutely. I, I was fortunate. My uh, my longest cat, Fritz, lived to twenty one. Wow! I was thrilled, and 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 just like you said, and I I wish every day he was still with me. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I I'm not nearly as talented at writing uh, cat stories that I can get my cat to live on. So I'm thrilled that you can get yours to live on through Sneaky's uh, Christmas mystery and summer mystery and all the other things there. Uh, you're working on something else now, and I know I don't have a cover for it, but I do have a little promo for it. Can you tell me a little bit about the pet posts, the cat chats? All right, well, this is different from me. It's not fiction, it's a nonfiction book. Oh, okay. I'm actually working with an editor from the Cat Writers Association. Uh, and she's also a publisher, so I'm self-publishing it with her company, Ruth uh, Thaler Carter, and she's been very helpful. But we are still working on the cover for this book. Mm -hmm. How this came about was when I was um, off from the library, you know, when I wasn't working during the uh, uh, pandemic, uh, you know, when the library was closed, I came across some articles I wrote for a website that's no longer in existence. They were, it was called Theme Stream. And I had posted articles written from my cats, this was 20 years ago, my cats, Floppy and Holly. Uh, and then I looked at these articles and I still had all of them. And then I thought about what I'm writing on my blog. Sneaky has a um, column on his blog for uh, Harry and Hermione. So they had all these articles. So I just said, what if we combine them and put them into a book? And the articles deal with topics of feline health because my cat Floppy suffered from asthma and diabetes. Ooh. And my 
Stripey, who doesn't really write, but Harry and Hermione write about him, he suffers from hypothyroid. So I did cover in the articles, and they're written from the cat's point of view about feline health, feline behavior, and also some of the articles were just humorous. In fact, one of my cats wrote a short story. So, um, you know, I thought people would enjoy reading them because, you know, from having cats all my life, I know how they think, <laughs> understand them, and I know a lot of cat owners feel the same way. So I'm able to project, you know, what they're feeling and how they would say it, what they're thinking. So that's what that's how I wrote the the um, the theme stream articles and the blog posts. And there will be photos of the cats. I had to scan because this was so long ago. My cats from 20 years ago. I didn't have a lot of photos. I didn't have my my phones. There were no iPhones. Right, right. So I had to scan a lot of those photos, to, you know, directly from the photos. And those will be in the book. In the book. And also Harry and Hermione. I have plenty of photos of them. So. I have <laughs> Yeah, well, that's how it goes now. I have plenty of photos of my cats now. I probably have more foul photos of my cats than my kids. But, uh, oh, someone just jumped up behind you. She jumped up. She just jumped up over there. Is that Hermione? That's Hermione back there. I, you saw her before. She was I did. Lap. Pretty. See, she wants to photobomb. She might be shy, but she wants to be on. <laughs> but yes, nowadays I have a million pictures of my cats, but my my Fritz, who I had for 21 years, I probably have three pictures of him, you know? Aww. We just didn't take as many pictures then. I only regret that Harry and Hermione, I don't have, like, the kitten, they're really young. I, I we, we took, my daughter and I, uh, when we adopted them, they were three months old. And that's not too young. I know people adopt them younger. Right. But very small. I mean, Harry has grown. I mean, he's unbelievable. Uh, he was such a tiny little scared little thing. And now he's really coming to his own. He's actually the boss of the house. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He's the boss of the house. <laughs> but he used to cry for his sister. And she was like the older sister. She was taking him under her wing. Now he fights with her every so. I mean, they play fight. They right, right, right. Together. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, but when they were very young, it was very difficult to get the photos. They were always in motion. <laughs> and then you know how you take photos and then look at the background and, oh, my God, I don't want this in the photo. Oh, yes, yes, my house is a mess. Exactly. Keep wishing I could do something with the backgrounds because they look, you know, but people don't look at, they look at the cats. Exactly. So I don't have a lot of real small, and they grow so fast. So before they I, Overnight. They're, they're big. Yes. They, they were bigger. So I wish I had tinier pictures of them. But I do have a few, and I think they might be in the book. I don't know. Um, we're working on that. But I, nice. I just want to mention, um, besides that book, which is coming out, I am working on the fifth Cobble Cove novel. Now, this will be a, uh, a full-length book, and I'm hoping it'll come out in the fall. I'm really hoping for Halloween, but I'm trying to write it right now. But this one, which I'm tentatively calling No Gravestone Unturned, because to keep with that theme of rocks and stones in the title. Yes, yes. This one was Love on the Rocks. <laughs> this one, again, I go back to what I've started with the stories, with you're able to read a, the, and understand and see the thoughts of the cats. So that's a little something, even though the main characters are people and they have a mystery to solve, the cats communicate with one another in the story. So you know what they're thinking and 
how they're helping with the mystery. Nice. So I'm excited about that. And I'm also doing another article. I'm writing for Catster an article about organizing your, your cat items. If you're oh. organizing the litter, the cat food, there's so many things, the toys. Oh, I need to read that article. That's coming out in on the January, February issue. Oh, that's a good one for me. Soon, but I started working on it already because I have all things to juggle. I, I, I don't know how you juggle this, Betty. Every time I have you on, and, and you're so prolific that I feel like every time I have you on, you have a new book and you're telling me that there's more coming. And I'm saying, thank goodness there was a pandemic so you could have more time to write. <laughs> I didn't write a lot during the pandemic. What I did when I was off was I organized my writing. That's where I found lots of article ideas. I, I have files now. I bought a new file cabinet. So that I, it took me like, the, I was out for three months and I was like every day I was working on this. I had so much material to go through. I have manuscripts. I have so many things. So now that I'm back working, I am back on the schedule. I can write more. But then again, I have to balance all the other things I'm doing. Of course. No, what a great, great thing that you organized. And that's something that a lot of people, I'm sure, have stuff everywhere, I, treasures to, to go through. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big job. But, I, you know, I love finding things. You know, when I clean and I go through my, you know, everything I have, you know, my paperwork, I come across things that I've been looking for for a long time. <laughs> I don't even remember I wrote. I came across so many things. So, I mean, it's back, you're pulling back 20 years. I mean, my house is not that, that much of a mess, but you <laughs> have things. I had things in the garage. I had, you know. Yeah. I had to do the back patio. There was a lot of things that I had to go through. I mean, that's what happens after years, right? You know, when you straighten things out and you organize, it's a nice feeling of accomplishment. It's, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Uh, do you have an entire room filled with all these books? Because I, I'm trying to count on my fingers how many books and, and shorts and everything else that you've written and published. Well, you know, I, I keep uh, copies of all my books, of course. Right. And I have extra copies. Now, we haven't, I haven't been going on book signings because of the pandemic. Right, of course. I do have a collection of books for future book sales and right. events uh but uh yeah and then i have the files i have lots of files of uh, the cat writing alone i mean i can tell you right now i'm sitting at my desk here that i use in the living room and i have four files here but i have two more files in the other room and i have a a, a large like it's a four four cabinet four but i also keep my family records my you know there's a lot of things the health right, records right. other things I keep my cat's health records in there, and that's part of my organizing them. They each have their own file. So, um, and then files for my ideas, files for all the publishers. There's, there's a lot of stuff. How do you file your ideas? That's fascinating that, you know, you are, a lot of people probably have ideas and, and they don't even know what to do with them. What do you do when you have ideas? Oh, I do keep notebooks, uh, but I also, I was much more organized before I had my daughter when, you know, this was like, I got to say, you know, she's added a lot of paperwork. <laughs> so, I mean, she's a teenager now, so it's a little easier, but before I had children, cause I kind of had her very late in life, 
when I first married, that's when I did most of my writing and I was able to organize everything. So I have, you know, very well organized idea files, which I stopped keeping. <laughs> and now I'm going back to that with notebooks and so on. And, but I try to focus on, you know, one or two ideas at a time. But right. when I have this file of other ideas, I can go back, you know, refer back to them when I finish, because I got so many projects. When I finish one project, you know, I go, I can start another. Right. No, but I'm so glad you said that about ideas files, because I, I constantly hear from people, I have so many ideas and it's distracting. And if you can put your ideas down, like you're describing in a file and know that you can go back to it later. You know, some of us are afraid that we're going to lose our ideas. Right. Right. That's true. But I get, mo I get a lot of my ideas when I wake up in the morning or even during the day, I can get ideas. I, but most of my ideas, I'm a morning person. So, you know, when I wake up, I have a lot of ideas or I think about things. If I'm focusing on a book, I mean, I drive myself crazy because these ideas are coming to me, what to do next in the book, what I should have put in. Like after I finish writing a scene, I'm saying, well, wait, that scene, I should have added this. So I'm like getting all these additional ideas as I'm working on these things. And that's why I've got to write, you know, in the morning to get them, you know, get it down. But I do jot down, like, I don't jot down the whole idea, like little words that will remind me of the idea. And then I, cause then I, I flesh it out basically. Right, right. You're good. If you remember what those words mean, I constantly find notebooks that have two words and I think, what did I mean? <laughs> Try to act on them quickly. You know, these are th this I'm talking about when I'm working on a project that I'm writing every day, like a book. Right. So I do it quickly, you know, right after I get the idea uh, a little later, but the ideas that you're talking about in the files, those are fleshed out a little more. They're okay. not words. They're, they're more of like a scene or, uh, you know, a plot. Wow. That, just the, the ability to organize is so huge. And um, you're organized now. Your new article is going to be about organizing your cat stuff. So you have your cat stuff and your life stuff. You can be a life organizer, too. I'm a librarian, so I, I need to have skills in that area. However, the one thing that I find the hardest is on the, com the computer is the hardest. The written files, I have no problem with. But on the computer, the files are a mess. And I have a very hard time finding photos, like cover photos. I do a lot of graphics. I just either, I don't name, I don't name them properly or I can't bring them up again. That's my struggle. <laughs> so many files on my computer. I mean, it's, it's just a problem. And I've got to, like, especially when I'm working on a novel, I have so many versions of it. Because I first draft, the second draft, the final draft. Then when the publisher helps me with it, they, we, we have an editor work on it. Draft. So I have all these files on my computer. So it, that's the challenge. Finding which one was the latest one I worked on. I mean, I, I drive myself crazy with that. But the written files I have more under control. <laughs> well, you're right. I, you know, you know from from knowing me that I think librarians are next to God because you can find anything. I'm convinced that I could, you know, ask a librarian for anything, and they can somehow in two minutes you know, pull it out from a book. So you have to be organized to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I must ask you, how did you get started with writing about cats? I mean, I 
have you you had cats since you were a kid and oh and i i grew up with cats i mean both my parents really were animal lovers we had dogs also when oh okay younger i was very young we had poodles and then we had when i was older they had a german shepherd uh but cats all the time my mother my mother would take care of the strays like she had outdoor cat I mean, she was a real cat lover and um she'd take a lot of them in and then we took one cat in kitty and she had kittens so here we were with the mother and the kittens and my mother didn't want to give them away and but then sometimes she found later on we started ha trying to find homes we had so many cats in the house so um but in those days too we were letting them out it wasn't like you know today like i keep my cats indoors right of them did go away we didn't always spay them you know i hate to say it but in those days there was different feelings about that but um as far as the writing about cats well i started that when um i wanted to join the cat writers association because i heard about that uh when i heard about them one of the requirements was to have two published articles and i decided to start writing about my cats holly which Floppy and Holly, who I mentioned before. I think this was back in 99 or two, very close to 2000 when I joined, because I know I actually attended their conference. They have a conference every year. and But I haven't attended every one, because this is 25 years you're talking about. They, <laughs> here, I went to St. Louis for their 25th anniversary. Right, I remember. I attended, was the one in 99 when I first joined. But um, I started writing about, you know, a condition, my cat's problems, their health issues. I wrote to Cat Fancy when they were around cats, which is now Catster. I think I'm right, it was Cat Fancy Catster, but whatever, they, they've changed. Um, some of them are no longer in existence. I wrote for Tufts Catnip, that was like a, a health, some health articles about feline diabetes, uh, feline asthma. My cat Holly was rather healthy, but she had a condition with her knees. She was bow-legged and she had some issues. It was, it was a knee issue when I wrote about that. And uh, so, and chronic conditions. And it was mostly health articles, but I also wrote about how I adopted Holly. She was a feral. She was a cat my mother was taking care of. And she persuaded me to take Holly into my home. But I had Floppy who was sick, you know, who had issues at the time. I don't think he was diabetic yet, but he had the asthma and he was on medication. But um, Floppy really, he turned out to love Holly. He taught her how to use the litter box. She didn't know how to use the litter box. She was an outdoor cat. He taught her that. He kind of was great with her. It turned out I was worried that they wouldn't get along. And then, so I wrote about how to get introduced to cats. And then I used that to introduce, you know, um, Harry and Hermione to my older cat, Stripey, when I adopted them. So, um, that's how I started. And then I published the articles and I was accepted as a professional member in the Cat Writers. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was my incentive. So I really feel that uh, they've done a lot for me and I'm just thrilled that I won the award. Oh my gosh, that's, that's, that's such a journey. I love that story that you actually wrote in order to join the group. Like, right? <laughs> I think that's great. This is the group for me. Not only do I enjoy writing, but I enjoy cats. Right. Put them together, and this is the perfect place for me. Absolutely. I just recommended the Cat Writers Association to another writer I was speaking with who loves cats and loves writing. I said, this is the place for you. Yeah, 
Yes, and please do. I mean, the membership, I think we have over 300 members and they're from all over the world. Wow. They're not just, you know, U.S. We do have international members. It's, it's quite an organization and it's growing. Uh, they do a lot of promotion and support of one another. They have mentors. I mean, it's really great. And they have a conference every year. Hopefully they'll have one. It's different places every year. Right. Hopefully they'll have one um, next year. This year it had to be virtual, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, but you meet a lot. Not only do you meet other, other professionals who share, you know, your writing and all of that, but you meet people who love cats and they, right there, you have conversation with them about their cats and they have, they share pictures. They show you the phone, the pictures of the cat. We had a great time with the ears. I love the ears. We dress up for the award ceremony. I really missed that this year because last year was a ball. Last year was so great in St. Louis. Oh my gosh. It's, it's unbelievable. And everybody, it's so much fun. It really I, love cats. I love to write. I need, I need to get my own ears and join. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And like I said, it's not just for writers now. They've expanded. They do have uh, photographers. They have artists, uh, videographers. Uh, and they have awards for social media. They have bloggers. So it's a big group. They have, they have a nice graphic of all the different areas that they um, are members, the type talented and, and the different um, creativity of the members and uh, all creative. Well, I, I hope you get kickbacks for getting new members in because I'm, I'm sure that uh, people are going to hear this and say, I had no idea. <laughs> well, I am beyond thrilled that you, you won. And, and now I know there's yet another book on the docket. There's always another book with you. And I always, I always say the same thing when we close. When the next book is released, I absolutely want you back to share that with us, but I'm going to plop up here again just to remind our viewers, Sneaky's Christmas Mystery, A Cobble Cove Story, and also Sneaky's Summer Mystery, both are available on Amazon. I believe they're available on Kindle Unlimited. So uh, if you have a Kindle Unlimited account, you can just grab those right away. And those will be a nice little introduction into the Cobble Cove stories, because they all start, oh, we got a cat. Harry saying hi, he wanted to be included. Of course he did, hi Harry. <laughs> he was actually eating a, a little uh, string here. He, he likes wires and strings and all of that, so I had to get him away from them. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got to see- Another article idea. Another article idea, there you go. Well, I definitely want to read the one you talked about, about organizing your cat things, because I have cat things all over my house. <laughs> That's for sure. They are every place, but of course the cats are every place too, so I definitely need to get organized. Uh, Debbie, I can't thank you enough for joining us, and you know, it's funny, you and I spoke about what we would chat about on the podcast. I had no idea organizing was where we were going to go, and I'm thrilled because... That's something that everybody needs. And coming from a librarian, it's like a golden nugget of information. Uh, please keep us in mind when you have your next book, your nonfiction uh, pet posts, the cat chats. I can't wait to hear all about that and everything else that's coming out. Thank you. Oh, thanks for joining me. And we'll see you soon. And for our viewers, happy writing. Thanks so much for joining us for Once in Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. 
Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing.